Welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where a man and a woman fell in love, got quarantined together, and now they watch Friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean... For the first time ever. Yes. Those are all true things presented in a con- misleading or confusing order. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the second time we've been uh, like locked up together for a prolonged period of time. What was the first one? The The... October storm? Yeah. The buff the what was that? 2006? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The Great October Storm of 2006 in Buffalo. Look mm-hmm. it up if you don't know about it. <laughs> there now- was thunder snow. Yeah. Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Ones we can depend on. Friends. But now we are stuck at home mostly because of the coronavirus. Yeah, they've shut everything down in New York. Mhm. So, but they haven't dampened our St. Patrick's Day spirit. We're both <laughs> wearing green. Donning green. I'm drinking green wine from Portugal. That's <laughs> perfect pronunciation, I think. I think it's Portugal. Oh, Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not really green. Green actually refers to the youth of the grapes, which is a good wine for this episode. I don't want to give away any spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I didn't think that hard about your wine selection and the episode but yeah it did it's a fortuitous yeah i mean that was lucky because i was drinking the wine before we started the episode (laughs) this week we watched the one with the ick factor which is season one episode 22 of friends also of this podcast and i think the a plot in here i mean they call it out by name later is monica is going on a date and sleeping with someone and he has a secret ethan Ethan. His name was? Yeah, Ethan. She tells him that she is 22. And as soon as she started saying that, I got very excited because I could tell that she was lying about her age. So that meant that her real age was coming and she is 26. Yeah. I still thought that they were going to be vague about it and somehow just allude to the fact that she was lying, but not to what degree. And I was like, ugh. But I was so excited. Yeah. So now we have kind of a frame. it happened like, we have a frame of reference for how old they are which yeah. means that i guess at some point in the show they'll all be like turning 30 i assume a couple seasons in if yeah. we're still watching then i don't think it's one of those frozen in time cartoon type shows <laughs> like the simpsons yeah or like most cartoons yeah, yeah. well i guess king of the hill joseph went through puberty but that's beside the point <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about joseph's puberty all day <laughs> the whole episode opens on They're in the cafe again, and Rachel has had a sex dream with Chandler. And Chandler is, you know, enthused about this as, I don't know, uh, I guess people want to hear about, you know, sex dreams, whatever. But anyway, his hair in this is so greased. That was my first note. Was it Chandler's slick back hair? Plus, was it dyed darker? Or was it just because it was was wet and, like, more dense that it looked darker? Because in, like, other scenes, it definitely is like brown like it's not it doesn't look black but i feel like now that it's all slicked back and you know more tightly packed it looks it looked very black so yeah. it i looked mean like a gordon bombay in the mighty ducks when ooh. he slicked his hair back like it was that kind of change like ooh, mr fancy now <laughs> yeah. what are you doing i thought that because the whole plot with chandler is that like he's the boss so I thought that he was going for some sort of boss thing, like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross or something, is what the vibes that it gave me. Alec Baldwin in that. Coffee oh. is for closers. Yeah, it was a similar hairstyle. Mm-hmm. 
They had better suits in that movie. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Or Wall Street, also very slick back hair. So Rachel has a sex dream, and she says, Chandler, he's pretty good in it. Chandler says, Interesting, because in my dreams, I'm surprisingly inadequate. And Ross, of course, is freaking out. He's mad at Chandler. Yeah, it's like, why would, why, it's like, why would you dream about that? And yeah. He gets mad at Chandler. He's like, I can't, I'm so mad that you, like, I can't believe you slept with her in her dream. Chandler has a pretty funny comeback in this scene where he's like, well, you know, it was uh, that one time I was really drunk. And also it's in someone else's subconscious. <laughs> yeah. It was classic Ross just, you know, being just like lashing out at people about his unrequited love for Rachel. Yeah. I think that that whole sex dream thing is part of a C plot that Ross is also part of. It comes together in the end, but I won't talk too much about that now because they also set up the B plot here, which is Phoebe has taught a massage class where it's like, you know, massage yourself at home. And this apparently has lost her so many clients that she's looking for some temp work. Mm-hmm. And it is suggested that she become Chandler's secretary because his secretary is getting a breast production surgery. One breast. One breast? Yeah. She's like, he's having one of her boobs reduced. Yeah. Ross gives him like a weird look. I knew a girl in college who had severely different breasts. Like one summer, I guess she said that she, one of her boobs just grew a lot and the other one didn't. So then they were like a full cup size different. So she ended up getting breast surgery like breast augmentation on surgery left. on the small one. I mean, that's the, right the way move. to go. Yeah, you don't you don't reduce, you gain. <laughs> and so then I asked her if I could feel them. And the one, I mean, it was bizarre. So she had one normal boob that was decent. Oh. And then one very hard breast. I mean, Ooh. she must have, this then, was obviously in Buffalo again. I think she made the wrong decision. Well, oh, you would have gone smaller. Yeah, if one's going to be all weird and like a half grapefruit bolted onto her chest and the (laughs) other one is still normal like there's gonna be you know there's physics involved in having sex things are gonna look weird and not move right (laughs) i didn't think about that that's hilarious yeah and like when you're old i don't know it's just things well when you're old you probably get the lift done on the other one yeah but a lift is still not gonna i mean by that time you may have lost some um some meat where it's worth it to get the other one augmented as well (laughs) i guess but no, I've I've now changed uh, changed my my theory on this, and you should. I can't believe reduce the larger like one. I argue with you about so many things, and this is the one thing that I've changed your mind on. No, I just it, that was a sort of like a you know, an immediate bigger is better theory, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that's true in the situation. I think Look it's better. You. You're to keep really things... growing up, Chris. I mean, having natural breasts is almost always preferable to fake ones. <laughs> um, because they, they are weird pouches of... Especially if you get, like, a cheap one. Well, so the thing is that, you know, this was a while ago. She was in Buffalo. I think that breast augmentation surgery has come a long way. So it's yeah. probably the right move today if you're willing to put some cash in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to being persuaded in the other direction. But uh, I think general rule, keep them real. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you were going to have this this breast augmentation story locked and loaded. <laughs> you always have to be ready for that. Ross also gets a beeper. This is like part of the C-plot, I think. And his number is 55 Jimbo. This becomes a source of confusion when some 
male prostitute has the beeper number 55 Jumbo. Yeah. So Ross basically spends all of his time fielding calls for 55 yeah, Jumbo. Phone triage for a yeah. prostitute. I, yeah, I thought it was kind of a weird like part of a subplot. Yeah. I Didn't really... Uh... I mean, I guess they had to, I don't know, get him to know that he was having the baby some way. That's what he get, gets the beeper for. Mm-hmm. So you might as well have a plot with it. I don't know. These feel like a couple of scrap plots that they just threw together. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's like, we oh, are in the uh, third to last season or third to last episode of the season. So what's his ex-wife's name? I never remember. It's either Susan or I think Susan sounds right. Susan. But yeah. He's like, oh, she'll just Susan was his nemesis. She's like, she'll actually. she'll message me 911 when she's. Yeah, I think Carol is his ex-wife and Susan is his. The, the her girlfriend her lover as they always say on the show <laughs> but yeah he's like oh she'll just text she'll uh, message me 911 i'm like you didn't already discover this they, it's like they all figured it out like what is some way we could fix this like no. oh like 911 on a pager even i know that and that was after the pager era yeah i mean we were kids during the pager era yeah but i never had one none of my friends had pagers no, no that's true and so going back to monica's date she is all you know, anxious about it, getting food ready, cooking. She, again, has lied to this guy and said that she's 22 because he is a senior in college, which puts puts him around 21, 22, somewhere around there. Yeah. And um, she's planning on sleeping with him that night, which is indicated by a couple of coy looks, and she has shaved her legs. (laughs) Yeah. And this guy walks in. And the first thing I wrote is, this guy's supposed to be 21 or 22. This is a r- real Jimmy Stewart vibe. Yeah, I wrote that he, that Ethan looks rough for uh, for 22, I mean, which only becomes even crazier later in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> for those who don't know, and it's a wonderful life, they have Jimmy Stewart, of course, playing the husband in this, who's having some sort of self-discovery. But what you may not remember is Jimmy Stewart plays himself throughout the movie, even when he's like... 18 yeah, and going to college. To, yeah. Like to high school, like before he leaves for the war or whatever. I forget yeah. the plugs. They, He's supposed to be like 17 in the movie. And I'm like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I think he wanted to go to war, but he couldn't because he had lost his hearing when he was trying to save his brother when he was a uh, child. Something like and that. then he also couldn't go to college because something happened with the business and he had to take it over. So like all of his dreams were dashed, but it's just him in a varsity sweater. And he's like... In the same Jimmy Stewart <laughs> voice. Like, oh, no, I can't. But uh, no, we can't lose the big football game. <laughs> it was like ridiculous. Thirty-five or forty yeah. when he's filming and I'm like, this, this movie, and I'd never seen the movie until fairly recently. And I'm like, this is it. This is the movie. This is like almost farcical in Chris how ridiculous like, it is. Chris is like, what's happening here? What? How old is Jimmy Stewart supposed to be? I'm like, oh, he's in high school. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was insane. So anyway, he has some big confession with Monica that he's a virgin and she's like NBD and they go and bang. And afterwards he's, they have like a bedroom shot. He has a full hair of chest. Okay. Like very full, hairy. Yeah. And this guy also has full a chest of hair, hair of chest, I believe is the phrase. <laughs> when he said it, I'm like, that's wrong, but I got it. What's the order? <laughs> full chest of hair. And he also, like, he has wrinkles when he speaks on his forehead. I mean, he just does not look 21 or 22. Yeah. And then Monica's like, um, by the way, I'm not 22. I'm 25 Five. and still 13 lies. months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's 13 months. <laughs> and she's like, what is age anyway? Age is just a number. And he's like, okay, well, while we're being honest, 
I'm not a senior in college. I'm a senior in high school. Well, for, uh, he's like, I'm not as uh, as old as I said it was. She goes, oh, you're still a senior. He's like, I am a senior. And everyone's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <"Ooh." laughs> Then, you know, the implication being he's a high school senior. Yeah. And so is 17. That comes out later. He could be 18. Yeah. Either Age way. Age of consent in New York is legal 17. In New York. Yeah. She's like, what we did was illegal in 48 states. So that is, that not... is not true. No. If you uh, are so inclined, there's a great Wikipedia out- article out there about age of consent in the in... United States. And fun fact, the majority age of consent across the U.S. is 16. I don't know if it's majority. It's the most, it's like the modal average. It's the most common. No. It was definitely the It was majority. more than half the states? Yes. Eh, maybe. I believe that. The age of consent is 16 years old in 31 states. But yeah, it's the most common age of consent. It's yeah. 16. There's only two states where it's 17. New York yeah, and one we, other. We like split the difference for yeah. some reason. <laughs> the age of consent is 17 in six or seven states. Texas can't make up its mind. But yeah, so it was perfectly legal. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's been the age of consent here for a while. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they wouldn't have... If anything, it would be it would have been younger in the past. <laughs> They're not <laughs> yeah. usually not going the other way. Monica says, like, when she's freaking out over this whole thing, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just had sex with someone who wasn't alive in the bicentennial. That's so weird to think about that she was alive in the bicentennial. Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm like, if someone was alive when, during the bicentennial, I have a problem in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she starts making all these references that I don't really get. She's like, oh, I'm one of those women who's, like, with shiny guys named Chad. Oh, yeah. I assume that that was just, like, a like a boy toy kind of okay. reference or something. Yeah. That's what I... All right. Got. And then she says, I'm Joan Collins. So I've heard Joan Collins references made, mm-hmm. but only in reference to her being a slut. I don't really know what she... I assume that she was, like, an actress, but I've only ever heard her as the butt of jokes about her sleeping with everybody. That's... Hmm. So I think and she... And possibly young everybody's? Uh, maybe, but... Based on this joke? Yeah. Um, it's the only thing I've ever heard. That's the only thing I know about her. All right. Well, maybe something we'll have to is look that, up. Is that she's got around. <laughs> uh, the crew eventually gets word of this a little bit later in the episode, and they start making Power Rangers jokes. Because they're like, oh, you're not seeing Ethan anymore? And she's like, oh, no, you know, no reason. They're like, oh, it, it's not because he needs a note to stay yeah, home from school? Yeah, gym class or something? Yeah. And uh, then they're like, oh, ask him which Power Ranger is the strongest. <laughs> so then they all started, they're like, uh, they all like laugh about that. And then later they're like, it's morphin' time! Stegosaurus! <laughs> I didn't really watch the Power Rangers. Were they like dinosaurs, or was that were they, like were they themed of dinosaur? Like, well, I didn't get why they were yelling dinosaur names. And doing... I didn't really watch the Power Rangers either, but my brother did really like them, and I don't remember them being dinosaurs. I don't remember if they had like little dinosaur symbols. I don't really. I just remember they were colored. They like, were colored. They were all different colors. I don't, but I don't remember dinosaurs at all. Hmm. I also never really, like I said, never really watched it. So I yeah. don't... when they were doing that, I was like, oh, is they. Like, were dinosaurs where they allegedly derived their power from? Or they all had dinosaur-related powers? I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, I didn't really understand that. Eventually, you know, she breaks up with Ethan formally when he comes into the coffee shop. Again, looking very old. He has, like, these 
big dad jeans on with a giant yeah. belt up to his waist. I mean, I know that was probably the look in the 90s, but it still doesn't even seem quite right. He just looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And just like Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life, he's not talking like a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking like a middle-aged dad. It was just very bizarre. Okay. Let's uh, make a guess. How old do you think he, the actor is in this? I already have my guess, so you go first. 27. I was thinking 30, but only because he makes in his big speech about like, you know, what does it matter? I'm your congressman. Like, I'm whatever you want me to be. Like, I got a wife and kids. Yeah. Uh, He says, I'm 30. I was like, maybe that's a hint to his real age. So that's my... A weird Easter egg. (laughs) Yeah. That's my justification. All right. Uh, Bizarre one, but... I look forward to seeing who wins. Yeah. The actor, Stan Kirsch was 27 at the time of filming. He committed suicide on January 11th, 2020. Chris wins. Going back to the B-plot, Phoebe does take that temp job as Chandler's secretary. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty funny uh, when he's like, oh, I don't know, Phoebes, you're going to have to be normal for the whole day. She's like, I can do that. Being really weird. Yeah. This was after she asked everyone she's like can you guys see me operating a drill press <laughs> and joey's like i don't know what are you wearing also like what yeah. is this more sex dream to- like what naked drill press operating or yeah that bikini is drill press operating is this a drill press swimsuit calendar i mean to be naked and operating a drill press is just a complete hazard i mean imagine if you have one fake tit one real one what's happening there yeah i mean is it i assume a drill press involves like some like rattling or jiggling it's like yeah. most people not a uh, not a good look to have, be naked and jiggling. <laughs> Everyone thinks it is until they see it. <laughs> it's like in Seinfeld when he... The sneezing? When he see, sees his girlfriend sneeze naked, he's like, it's just not. Yeah. No one looks good doing that. <laughs> she starts temping as Chandler's secretary, and in the beginning she's doing a pretty terrible job just like hanging out with him, the phone's ringing, and he's like, uh, Phoebe, it'll keep ringing he's until like, you get that. do you hear that? that? She's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, it'll stop if you answer the phone. <laughs> And she st- answers the phone and immediately starts doing a very hello, sexy... Hello, sultry. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Mr. Hello. Bing's office. <laughs> oh, I'll take that message for you. Will he know what this is regarding? <laughs> and it turns out to be Ross. He's saying hi. Yeah, so Ross says hi. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a weird exchange where she leaves to go back out to her desk. She's like, okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was just... I just like the way that they said bye-bye. She I kind it, of, she was like, it's like, bye-bye. Bye-bye. It was kind of like a little yeah, animated. Like, bye-bye. Yeah. It was, uh... I thought it was, if I were a bigger Friends fan, I think that I would really like that moment. You know, I would want that to be my ringtone. Bye-bye. It's, it just sounded so weird. That's how you sign off all your calls with your friends. Bye-bye. <laughs> then they're all back in the cafe and Chandler says, oh, did you tell everyone that you know me? Something like that. And Phoebe's like, I definitely didn't do that. Yeah, he's like, oh, why? And then she explains it's because no one in the office Everyone likes him. Everyone hates him. Yeah. yeah. And they, she said that they even do you, by which they mean... Impressions. Yeah, impressions. And so this gives a chance for everyone, all the friends, people, not all of them, but to do an impression of Chandler. And I have my choice here of the best. Who do you think did the best one? I mean, I like Phoebe's. Phoebe's was the best. Yeah. She like, was like... Could this report be any later? <laughs> yeah. And Ross's was the worst. I didn't really understand it. Yeah, he was like... The hills are alive with the sound 
of music. But it yeah. wasn't even that good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know the sound of music. <laughs> it's one of my cultural blind spots. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really... Like, that was part of the reason, because when he said it, I was like, why is he... Why did he pick that? Yeah. <laughs> Probably because he loves Nazis. Mm. It's my only guess. <laughs> <laughs> they all go out for drinks. Uh, Phoebe doesn't want to arrive at the same time as Chandler because, you know, they're going to meet up for drinks. And Phoebe, by they, I mean all the co-workers, and Phoebe's like, yeah, just come along. And maybe they'll see that you're not so bad again because Chandler's pretty upset about this whole thing. And they go out, and Chandler thinks it's a good time, but she's like, no, see, now they think that you're the guy who wants buddy, to... Buddy, buddy boss. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you can't win. You know, you can't be their friends. You can only be their boss. And this is when Chandler inv- evolves into his hairstyle, and he becomes the true douchebag boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were uh, just, you know, planting seeds. Mm-hmm. He, you know, makes... I think he's, like, making people work on the weekend or something at the end. He really well, turns. He was being, like, a... Yeah, like a real taskmaster yeah. at the end, but doing his whole, uh, you know, that the speech pattern that they were mocking, like he, he indulges them with a little of that. He's like, mm-hmm. you got to give them something. <laughs> yeah, even the coworker who they have do a random impression of Chandler is better than Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Ross just can't do anything right. No, no, he can't. As far as the C-plot goes, this whole sex dream thing keeps evolving where, you know, then it's Joey... And Chandler are both in the sex dream. And Ross is upset that he's still not in it. He's like, are you sure someone else wasn't there uh, yes. passing out mints? <laughs> <laughs> and Joey and Chandler, Rachel says, you know, sometimes it wasn't even me involved in the threesome. And they're like, all right. And then they look at each other and realize, oh, my God, it's gay stuff. Yeah. And, you know, back away from each other in suspicion. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe's like, oh, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I think uh, we used to call this a devil's three-way back in my The youth. devil's triangle? Or what? Is that what he... Uh, devil's triangle? Yeah, maybe. What did uh, Kavanaugh call it? <laughs> yeah, dev- oh, yeah. Devil's triangle. De- yeah. I thought that's what you were making a joke about. No, I just meant that's what it was called, but I forgot about uh, yeah, our pyramid, Supreme devil's Court justice. Tri- yeah. The Honorable Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so part of this plot with, with Ross's... Uh, well, I guess is that... Is Ross's pager part of this plot? Yeah, because at the end, that's when his like pager goes off. So I think yeah. I've just grouped these together. So when when Ross gets the first page and he answers the phone in the coffee shop, he should just have the f- coffee shop's cordless phone just like at his table. Like what phone? Oh yeah, good point. It just looks like a cordless cordless phone, and he like hangs it up and just puts it on the table, just like leave leaving it there, just using the coffee shop's cordless phone. Yeah, good point. Like, As if uh, no one's gonna it? actually. Someone calls them, you know, whatever, ordering something, inquiring about hours, and inquiring, inquiring, <laughs> and Ross answers, and directs them to a male prostitute. <laughs> he doesn't answer the phone. I mean, he's calling the person back, right? That's how a pager works. You, you page the person, and then yeah. they call you back. No, I know. Okay. It was just a joke about how he became like a, a, a uh, weird middleman between yeah. Johns and male prostitutes. <laughs> Yeah, he starts operating the 55 jumbo calls, like, routing them, like Chris is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's like, no, he's like, yeah, Antonio will meet you there in 15 yeah. minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. Was he doing that? Like, was he actually in contact with the male prostitute? Or was he just I, saying I it to sure. get them off their know. back? Just yeah, the okay. I mean, thing. it's not even worth talking know. about. Yeah, it was just, it was very bizarre. 
I mean, I put that Phoebe was the episode all-star. Yeah, I actually mentioned that it was the first time we'd seen Phoebe really have a prevalent yeah. role in a while. Yeah, she'd been kind of a, yeah. like a peripheral. She would just occasionally yeah. chime in, but this she finally got a, a meaty plot and sunk her teeth into it. One of the things that's funny that happens with Phoebe is she gets a, a head rush, and she sits back down, and she's like, okay, just one more, and then I'll go. Yeah, and then she stands up, and she's like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, she's... <laughs> Clearly getting high off of these yeah. mini head rushes. It's more Phoebe weirdness. Mm-hmm. I do have another joke here about how joke note here about how there's a lot of jokes about male inadequacy because ross when he's first taking this phone call for 55 jumbo he's like and based on his number i'm going to say you'd be very disappointed (laughs) if ross were to come around obviously Mm -hmm. you know so i'm not sure it doesn't really i don't know it doesn't really fit in with some larger plot i know it seems like friends writers like to do that sometimes like sprinkle in these little jokes that all tie together is there some sort of big dick plot line later? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, the fleeting youth. Like there's the only guy who actually gets any praise, real praise, is the 17-year-old. And now these guys, they're just all worn out 26-year-olds. Yeah, it's all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Rachel at the end is sleeping on the couch and she has her shoes on. Yeah. Which I know that if Monica were to come home, it seems like she would flip out about that. Mm-hmm. But Rachel's there. Ross puts a blanket on her. Tucks her in. And she starts having a very loud sex dream about him. (laughs) Yeah, very loud and coherent sex dream. And Ross jumps on the table, again, with his shoes on. Everyone just wearing their shoes on all the furniture in this thing. And starts dancing. Yeah. And then he scoots up next to Rachel. Well, no, he slipped on the bowl and actually fell. He didn't do it um, on purpose, which, you know, honest mistake, because he is creepy enough to do that. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Ross, you're here? And he's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm here. And she's like, oh, we were just, uh, we were just. And then he gets the beeps, 911. He goes, oh, great. Now I'm going to have a baby. And they're like, what? You're going to have a baby? (laughs) And he has another, you know, pratfall. Yeah. He tries to jump over the Mm couch, step over the couch. To get to the phone. Takes a digger. And then in the post credits scene, they are corralling everyone to go to the hospital. Which is insane. Oh, yeah. Like, Ross, just go. And if yeah. they'll meet Maybe you there. Maybe Monica. Like, like, like she might sister. be in labor for, you know, hours and Date. hours. Yeah. What is she just going to, they're all just going to sit there? And another thing, I do not want to be at the hospital for anyone else's birth aside from my own child. Like, I don't want to go for friends or relatives yeah. or whatever. And speaking as a woman, after afterward. I give birth, I don't really want everyone I know hanging right around. Right there. And not even people I know, people that are friends of my ex husband. Yeah, no, yeah. He's bringing, like, a whole crew. Yeah, no yeah. way. It was, a, it was like, you you go, you leave. They'll yeah. get there when it's appropriate. They don't all need to... They're not holding you up. Mm-mm. But it did lead to my favorite part of the episode, um, where he's trying to wrangle everyone out. Like, he's trying to get, you know, Rachel, Monica, um, Joe, or uh, Chandler steps out of the apartment. He's <laughs> like, hey, Ross, look what I got going on. He has, like, a basketball shirt with, like, basketball shoes. I'm not sure he, he's, like, doing fake basketball moves. <laughs> It's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, and then Ross is like, oh, he's like, all right, come on, cut it out. And he's like, Joey, get out of the fridge. He's like, all right, all right. And he walks out with a Massive. enormous <laughs> sub or hero, as they say here. Um, but it was just like a football sized thing. It was he's huge. Like, they're like, what are you doing with that? He's like, it's for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some running joke of Joey with sandwiches because we've already seen him like making sandwiches 
you know, you saw him scarf down like that whole roll. I just feel like this bread. is like they're setting us up to have a ongoing joke here for his carb based weight gain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that was my favorite part because it was very unexpected. It just like popped up and it was just it was literally just like a football size huge sandwich. It good looking cool. sandwich. And they all looked good. I mean, I would trust him to make a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a. Uh, I mean, Phoebe had some great lines. That one just, you know, really, ca- really, really caught me good. Yeah. Yeah, Joey wasn't really in this episode much. Yeah, he had like four lines, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were trying to fit a lot in, so there wasn't really there was, room Yeah, for those him. three plots, and some of them were like fragmented. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a little unfocused. It was a, definitely a disorganized episode. I would say, again, not great. I'm really glad we're almost done here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was okay. Like, Phoebe, I was glad to see Phoebe, yeah. you know, get her groove back. But yeah, overall. I just feel like they're cramming in so much just to try to get to their episode order and try to get to their big plot of the season, which is this baby. fucking baby is born. Yeah. yeah. I will I will be glad when they don't need to keep... Well, then then, then it's there's like going to be a baby uh, in the show. What are you talking about? Babies don't belong in sitcoms. I didn't know. And Friends, like, opens with it? <laughs> I assumed that this baby was born later. I actually had no idea because I know that Ross has a son. I just assumed it came later. I didn't realize that it's, like, a plot... Of the first season. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a baby at any point in the show. And then to have it come right in the beginning with Ross having a now ex-wife, current lesbian with lover. None of this I knew. It's very surprising. And that it's going to continue to be such an integral part, seemingly, of the rest of the series. I mean, hopefully they treat it like most sitcoms treat babies, which is like they're born and they're only there when they're convenient to the plot. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is hopefully, you know, not often. Yeah. I mean, already he's, you know, there's Susan there obviously trying to be the main parent. So let's just hope that this kid doesn't play a big part in the show. Yeah, I don't want to watch him grow up. I know. (laughs) All right. Is it time for Friends Trivia? I think so. It's time for Friends Trivia. All right. So today, because I think that he had, except for Monica, one of the more prominent roles in the episode, today is Matthew Perry trivia. Okay. I'm going to ask you three questions. If you get two correct, (laughs) then you win. If If I get get the third third one correct, correct, do I also win? You still win, and you can use it as a credit to a future loss. (laughs) All right. It's getting confusing. Yeah. Now I gotta carry over points. Mm-hmm. We gotta start keeping a spreadsheet of this. So, how many siblings does you can Matthew call them Chris points? Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, how many siblings does Matthew Perry have? One, three, five, or eight? Whoa. Yeah, more. Um, I'm gonna say five. That is correct. <gasps> yes. Eight seemed just ridiculous. That's like a newsworthy number of children. <laughs> I mean, uh, whatever. He's uh, not far from a baby boomer. Yeah. Which one of these sports was Matthew Perry ranked nationally in? In Canada. It's mm. a youth, youth version of the sport. Mm. Yeah, I assumed <laughs> that he wasn't a professional athlete. Yeah. Hockey, tennis, swimming, or wrestling? For some reason, tennis immediately came to mind. It could also be wrestling. 
trying to think of what if he has more of a tennis player's physique or a wrestler's physique. You, you don't tell me what, how old he was when he was nationally ranked. I'm gonna say wrestling. It was tennis. Oh wow, man! How did my gut know that? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> I feel like they must just like rank a lot of people in tennis. I feel like I always hear like just like random celebrities or people were like nationally ranked at some point in tennis. Yeah. I don't know if it just doesn't take a whole lot. <laughs> How did Matthew Perry lose the top part of his right middle finger? Okay. Chopping vegetables in college. Frostbite from sledding without gloves. He was born without it as it's a genetic defect. Or he had a car door accidentally closed on it. Uh, chopping vegetables? No. What is it? He had a car door accidentally closed uh, on it. Actually, children uh, four and younger, three out of four finger finger amputations are from accidentally closing doors on them. What age? What and younger? Four and younger. Yeah. Kids just, you know, they're idiots. <laughs> yeah. Or adults should be a little more careful. <laughs> I mean, if that were the case, then it would be happening to more people, regardless yeah. of age. Yeah. Stupid kids not put, getting their hands out of the way. You should just yell like when you're, when your kids are in the car, be like, "All right, hands in your laps." Then you close the door. Yeah, well, I guess like modern minivans always have yeah, like they the have auto the doors. slow closing doors. Yeah. yeah, it's probably not even happening very much anymore. Uh, uh, that what? is a fascinating <laughs> child finger amputation story, uh, fa- statistic. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I was researching uh, how to, like, um ways that people lose their fingers to try to get like other good answers for this uh but i had to make them all up myself just incessant thumb sucking yeah well falls falls right off chopping the vegetables that one was actually inspired by megan remember she sent that gross picture of her with her fingertip gone i mean that happens to so many people the other age group that most commonly loses their fingers are uh, men 55 and above in heavy machinery accidents yeah because you know their brain's going yeah but they're still like trying to act like they're, you know, needed in society. Still, still think they can man that table saw, <laughs> fell that tree. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. I mean, I lose. I think I won last time. I don't remember. Yeah, I think you won last time, but you did lose this time. I so. did. I'm sorry. I'm just. I mean, I'm not sorry because I consider it a win for myself. I got stuck at home, stewing in my loss. Yeah. While I'm over here. Celebrating my win. Your what a win? happy St. Patrick's tr- Day. The trivia. Yeah, this is how it What do you is. think? You're the house? Yeah, I'm the house. Some sort of gambling establishment? That's exactly what this is. <laughs> I should have some sort of credits that I have to wager based on the, the category. You were complaining that this is too complicated. <laughs> now you want credits? You know, I have a simple app. <laughs> oh, now it's an app? Yes, it's an All app right. based. That's it. Before this stupid idea goes any further, we're going to sign off. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I mean, not to you, listener, because you'll be listening to this on a different day. But happy belated St. Patrick's Day.